Welcome to the Home Centric Podcast. Today's episode is just something that has been on my heart and something that I am actively working through myself and I feel compelled to share in case it offers any bit of encouragement to you no matter what you're going through right now. Just a little something something to encourage, I hope. In the early hours of this morning, I woke up several times with the burden to pray for my family. And through the groggy awareness, I was able to get out several times, Lord, just keep us safe. Just keep us safe. And I honestly don't know why I felt the need to pray that. As far as I know, we are safe and are not in any imminent danger that I'm aware of. And it dawned on me, and I'm going to try to get through this episode without choking on the frog that is just in my throat as I share this with you. Um, We live in a very safe place. And I don't just mean our lives aren't in danger. I mean that we live in the comfort and the luxury of our American community. We have electricity, we have running water, we have two vehicles, we have meals, you know, we have a warm bed. We really don't want for anything. And I look around and see that my neighbors, too, have the same luxury. As far as I can tell, everyone has, in my immediate community, has running water, has electricity, has vehicle, has means to, um, you know, pay their bills and, and important things of life, right? We all have these things. But what we oftentimes may not look into is the spiritual poverty of our neighbors and the spiritual safety of our families and communities. And if you didn't know, I am a professing Christian. I believe in Jesus Christ. He came to save the world. And he lives in my heart, and I hope one day to be with him in heaven. And I hope that for everybody. But, friends, the world is a scary place. It is an even scarier place if you have no hope of where you are going to go when your life is over here on earth, your physical life. There are many people out here that live safely in the comfort of their homes with luxury that many people still in the world will never know and don't know. And to me, right now, during this Christmas season, I find myself humbled 
at the many blessings that I have. We are not, quote unquote, wealthy monetarily, but we are so rich in spirit. We have hope in Christ. And friends, we have more than enough physical blessings. So much so that I know that I still have plenty that I could go and give and share. And as a homemaker, it is our duty, I believe, to make our home a comfortable place, to make it a place of respite for our souls, as well as our physical bodies and spirit. Some of us didn't grow up that way, so some of us are first-generation homemakers trying to figure this out as best we can for the dynamics of our family. And... While I think that it's wonderful to light the beeswax candles and to have fluffy pillows on the couch and to curl up with tea and snuggle, maybe you don't have kids, maybe you have animals, you know, watch a movie, read a book, um, order takeout. All these things are really wonderful and they make us happy and they give us good feelings. But I can't help but think about how sometimes those wonderful blessings can be a major distraction from the enemy, to be quite frank, that keep us from sharing the hope and the joy and the comfort and the safety that we have in Jesus Christ. In sharing things on Instagram and on Facebook and in blogging, The reason behind doing that, the reason behind living this type of lifestyle and homesteading and things of such that I do is because I feel convicted that that is how I am to live, how I'm to raise my family. Obviously, this is in (laughs) conjunction with my husband. I'm not a single mom. And um, we try and do our best with the Lord's help, with the Holy Spirit, Um, to live out these convictions. Um, Some things we share about that we do openly, some things we do not share about, you know, different types of things that we do to help in our own communities and in our uh, circles of influence physically, where we are put, where we're planted. But I also think about virtually, there are broken people that are not spiritually safe that are on my Instagram feed, that are reading my blog, that are watching my YouTube videos, that are reaching out to me in DMs or sending me an email. And I don't know, friends, I just am very, very broken about it today. And want to share something with you that I am doing to combat this heaviness in my heart. Because if I just sit with this heaviness in my heart and do nothing, then I'm not making an impact. I'm not being the salt and the light of the world. And 
like I said, while my husband and I and our family together do things within our circle of influence, I just thought of a couple of things that maybe you are single, maybe you work a lot, maybe you don't have a homestead, maybe you don't have a farm, maybe you live in an apartment and long to have, you know, I don't know where you are in your life. I don't know your circumstances, but I do know that you have the opportunity to give safety to people's souls. You have the opportunity to feed others' souls and to share life everlasting and give them hope. There are so many people that do not have hope. They're looking for hope in all of the wrong places without even realizing that they are longing for their father. They're longing for Jesus. So, here are a couple of ways that I am proposing. And I want to challenge you. If you want to tell me what you do, great. If you don't want to share, that's fine. But I would super love to hear from you on Instagram. Or you can email me, thehopewellhomestead at gmail.com. And just share with me some ideas. Other people can look. Maybe this is something we could actively work on. One thing that I'm going to do, because we are the center of influence in our homes. Well, we should be. We're the homemakers. We make the home. And a lot of that looks monkey see, monkey do. Especially if you have little monkeys. They are watching you. They are watching your attitude. They're watching how you respond to your husband. They're watching how you respond to your spouse, how you answer the phone, how you talk about other people. They are listening. And they also see by doing. Something that, um, again, I don't want this to come across as look at all the things that I'm doing. No, this is literally my spiritual discipline because I seriously struggle in this arena. I struggle with staying in my box of comfort and doing nothing to really further the kingdom and to share the wealth and abundance and hope that I have in Christ. So please don't hear this, that look at me, look at all this good stuff I do, because it's not me. First of all, it's not me. It's Christ within me, and I feel compelled to work out my faith in this way. Number two, I just want it to be an encouragement to give you ideas. So the first idea is to work with the ministry. We work with a ministry specifically with widows, and it has been a tremendous blessing for our family. We have made lifelong friends. We are on what I would dare say is one of the best prayer chains in the country. We have women praying over our family, and sometimes we interact through parties or events that they may have. Sometimes we are, you know, my husband's handy and can go and help, you know, whatever their car needs, you know, something that maybe a man, they don't have a man around, they need help. And they're also, a lot of them are elderly. They love children and sharing my family with them is a blessing. It brings them joy and it brings me joy. And not just that, I find myself learning so much from these women who have lived a very wonderful life, many of them very God-fearing women, and they encourage my faith. And that is very Titus 2 appropriate, where the younger woman 
has mentors of, you know, mostly should, should be according to Titus, you know, God fearing women, uh, that can encourage them in their marriage and in their life and in their spiritual walk with Christ. And that has been a really wonderful gift that has continued to blossom and also gives my children an opportunity to say, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, and to be respectful and practice self-control when they have a fun cat or dog to play with and um, bless these people. Um, Another idea that you might could get involved in is uh, delivering meals. There are local social services, places like a local food bank, or, you know, maybe these people have a ministry where they help turn on power for those who can't afford um, electricity deposit or, you know, name it, just a number of different things. And benevolence, if you will. And maybe that is an opportunity for you or your husband or your family to get involved where maybe you commit to providing a hot meal for a family once a month. Or maybe you can contribute, make it a family effort to make sure once a month that you get a couple extra canned goods to put in to the food pantry for those in need. Or maybe, you know, ask if there's a need. Um, Other places would be like foster closets. There are tons of children in foster care. There are wonderful people as well as some not so great people, but regardless, there are some well-meaning people that take on these children who do not have their parents with them or family members and they go into foster care and they are at the mercy of whatever the government gives the foster parents to cover to care for that that child that includes clothes that includes uh, a number of things if you have children or if you are a person just think of your basic necessities Um, and sometimes it just covers basic necessities it doesn't cover the fun doll that this girl has wanted her entire life and has never been able to afford or a really fun car that this little boy has longed for and he's never been able to have his own car or toy that hasn't been used or destroyed in some shape shape form um and so maybe you know your kids hand-me-downs or maybe you go to the thrift shop and you buy whatever it is that they have a need for that they can bless children with things because guys kids grow fast (laughs) kids grow very fast and they grow out of things super quick um, another idea that came to mind was to um, send cards to someone that you maybe don't keep in contact with anymore, maybe a friend that you don't particularly have a lot in common with, uh, maybe you would like to keep it that way, or maybe they are someone who used to be involved at church and maybe they've just gotten too busy, just let them know that you're thinking about them. Um, you know, just to have the support of a church member is really encouraging sometimes. Maybe it's a mom with a new baby who's just not ready to come Sunday mornings. Uh, Maybe it's a friend who works third shift and doesn't enjoy getting up early, which, I mean, hello, that, that would be really hard. But, you know, just let someone know that you're thinking about them. It's really easy to, um, kind of overlook people like that who were once faithful or, you know, are faithful and maybe they just don't have um 
someone to let them know that they're thinking about them. Um, other ideas, obviously, are soup kitchens or working with inner city ministries like women's shelters or homeless shelters or women and children shelters. Um, working with uh, emergency placement for children. There are some kids um, that are to be adopted or to be fostered. And a lot of times, I shouldn't say a lot of times, but I have heard here in our neighborhood, in our area where we live, that there are some kids who are born and after 24 hours, the mother's discharged and she doesn't want her baby. And there needs to be emergency placement. Maybe you are capable of caring for um, a newborn baby in your home, even if you're single, maybe you're not a parent, and you could be a blessing and give that newborn baby um, a loving place to live until they are placed in their adoption, adoptive home, or in the foster care system. There are tons and tons of ways to get involved. Sometimes we want to pave the way and do our own thing, but a lot of times we can just support nonprofits that are already in place, um, especially after one, one nonprofit in particular that I'm thinking of, they told me that their volunteer camp count went down by 62% since 2020, and they haven't been able to reach people as far as they once did before or expand. Um, you know, a lot of these places don't have regular funding. Maybe that's a blessing that you have. Maybe you have funding where you can give um, to these people to, or to these uh, worthy causes and nonprofits. And if not, maybe giving of your time. Maybe commit to once a month where you go and do something worthwhile. Um, Anyway, those are a couple of ideas that I have, some of which we do, um, some of which uh, interest me. And just know that sometimes, even in, in the body of Christ, uh, the enemy obviously is no stranger, even here. And he can lie to us and say, well, you, you don't, you're not a mature Christian. You can't share Christ. You don't, you know, that's a scary thing. You shouldn't do that. Or what's the point, you know, someone else will take care of that, or just so many different things I can think of. One of them being, like, you need to go and be a missionary in a third world country in order to make a difference, and that couldn't be further from the truth. We can share the gospel within our homes and within our communities and our work circle and um, with each other and online. There's never a shortness of opportunity to share depth with somebody's soul. Um, and I just want to end with this and no matter how mundane day to day seems, no matter how many times you've wiped a booger nose or wash the dishes or what have you, whatever it is, it's all to the glory of God. Do everything as you are doing it as unto the Lord and not for humans. That really puts everything into perspective. It should have a deeper meaning and fervor than just doing it just to do it, to keep people alive, or because you have to do it. It's an opportunity, and it's, it's that you get to be industrious. You get to practice the fruits of the Spirit on a daily basis and hopefully grow more and more like Christ. And 
know that whatever you do, do it with eternity in mind. Whenever you're interacting with somebody, whenever you're on the phone with somebody, whenever you're checking out at the cashier's counter or whatever it is, just know that that person means the Lord just as much as we do. And also in our homes, we are raising these people (laughs) who need to know Christ as we do and better and learn from our experience. So I just want to encourage you, no matter where you are time-wise in your cycle of life, whether you're single, whether you're married, whether you're not, whether you're homesteading, whether you're not, we all keep a home, we all live somewhere, and we are all called to, if you're a Christian, you're called to share the light of Christ. And if you're not saved, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I just want to encourage you to find a church, to find a church home, to speak with a friend who's a believer in Christ. Reach out to me, send me an email. I would love to talk to you about the hope and the joy and the deep satisfaction and thirst-quenching love of Jesus Christ. I told you guys this wasn't going to be a very normal episode. There it is. (laughs) I said what I said. And I hope that it encouraged some of you to look at life with eternity in mind. And if this didn't speak to you, that's okay. I pray that if a seed could be planted in someone's heart, that maybe someone else can pick up where I left off and water it and... Just know, guys, the Lord is with you, and you cannot fail. And on that note, I hope that you will come back for another episode in the future of the Home Centric Podcast, and I look forward to chatting with you again.